Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is Q&A 17 part two, the remix, the, <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> yeah. We got so many good questions this yeah. time. This time you guys finally <laughs> stepped it up. <laughs> um, but no, we actually always get good questions. But this time, I don't know. There's something in the air. Yeah. The questions were pretty, pretty fire. So we wanted to do so too. We're, yeah, we also don't like to think. So this was um, really good. But <laughs> I do have a gift. bone to pick with you to start. Oh, okay. You've Fuck. been what? saying <laughs> your name so weirdly every time we do. What? You'll like, like. Now, wh- I'm sa- now I'm saying my name wrong? Are you kidding no, me? No, it's like you say your name right because it's your name. Okay. But like one time you're like, <laughs> hey, it's free. Like <laughs> you're just, you're really given like layers recently. It's really wild. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me no i am. i can never do anything right around here no, i was trying wrong. to give it a little bit more no, life no because you got mad at me there was like a three-month period where you were like you were so monotone you sound like you hate to and be then here you overshot the landing now you're too happy <laughs> <laughs> because i used to be like hey it's brie yeah the podcast where you answer the questions that you're too afraid to ask and now i'm like hey it's brie yeah the podcast where you answer the questions that you were too afraid to ask. I'm gonna need you to tone it down a little. It's, makes it sound like we're excited to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want anyone thinking no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, well, I'll work on that. Thank, Thank you. you so much for your constructive criticism. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up with me so that I, I can go home be. and work on that. You can workshop your saying of your name yeah i you know what i thought you would criticize me about a lot of things in a lifetime but i never thought it would be about how i say my own name well you know <laughs> here we are <laughs> and that's on doing a podcast with a man yeah honestly i'm mansplaining you my name how you should say your name better <laughs> anyways um to all the listeners <laughs> What? We're fighting now. We're fighting. It was a fun Friday. I thought we were vibing, and now we're fighting. We've never not once vibed. Okay, true. <laughs> um, next week, we're doing an episode on anxiety and stress. Yeah. And I am bringing that up because we will talk about in that episode a recent Patreon Zoom fiasco. I'm not yeah. giving any more details than that. Yeah. But I will say a huge thank you to all of our patrons and a extra special thank you to Aiden, Emily, Olivia, Liz, and Serena. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. We love you so much. Wherever you're listening, make sure to follow, subscribe, like, share, comment. Go to Instagram. Follow us there at I Can Explain Podcast at Sean.Lusk at Brianne Williamson. Go to TikTok. Do the same. Comment, engage, copy links, share. Send it to share. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all of those things. Yeah, and um, what else can you do for me this week? I was just thinking about the upcoming episode that we're just about to f- record that you Q&A. mentioned. I just oh. think it's really funny that we will recently have had episodes called like stress, anxiety, mm. mental health, yeah. depression. <laughs> like it really, we're really hitting the full break gambit. Yeah. Breakups, sad and alone, 2K22. Remember when we thought this was going to be like a really great year? <laughs> Fuck. There's some things that have just recently happened too. That that yeah. Was... Sean just got another hit. 
I got I, somebody put a head out on me. Seriously, <laughs> like you, you in particular, you've had a rough one. <laughs> Thank you, Marie. but we can't talk about it. We'll talk about the stress okay, of this okay, year okay. next episode. So it's gonna tune be tune in. It's gonna be so much fun. We might both cry. We might both cry, <laughs> and you'll probably cry listening to the bad content. <laughs> and we'll definitely fight each other. So that's fun I think that's gonna happen like regardless like right now like why are you touching my leg <laughs> why are you like a man spreading on I'm the couch spreading and you're coming in with too much toxic masculinity that was today just a joke it was kind of nice okay <laughs> got her <laughs> she's back I'm back and full of cheer okay this is an interesting question was the time of your personal glow up the same as the time you realized you were gay? No. <laughs> Me neither. So no. No, 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 no. I went and through a secondary awkward phase. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think my awkward stage uh, combined forces mm-hmm. with my gay stage. Yeah. And then I had an awkward gay stage. Yes. Because I think there's like this pipeline, especially for gay men mm-hmm. or like like young gay men. Yeah. That... Uh, I see happening and I was guilty of and it's totally fine like I'm not ragging on I think it was honestly just part of the process Mm -hmm. but there's like for me at least and for a lot of like gay men that I know there's a thing that like when you first come out and you start going to prides and you're Mm -hmm. able to go to gay bars and stuff Yeah, you want to like dress up and like wear rainbows and just be very over the top and Mm -hmm. wear like a crop top and all that and that's great I'm not ragging on that at all yeah fucking do, do it you? if that's what makes you happy as mm-hmm. well but it also is like one of those things that didn't like suit me like nothing looked yeah. good on me I was just like yeah I was like wow I'm gay this is fun but I wasn't ever like do you look psychotic <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I think that I had a similar uh, journey where I had my like usual awkward phase yeah. and then I had this time in my life where I definitely kind of like figured out how to dress for the male gaze, I would say. Um, I'm still working on that part. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you some tips. Thank you. And so like I was wearing like bandage dresses, you know, the stilettos. Like I'm talking, I would go to, okay, if people are from air in area in Canada, there's like Whistler, yeah. right? And people go there. It's like a ski town. And the bars there, like people are in Converse, sneakers. Yeah. Like half the time, there's three feet of snow everywhere. And, and I would be like in stilettos and a I still see dress. it happen though. So you, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I was committed to that look. And I like just feel like all my friends were doing it. I felt like that was the way to be stylish. I also think it was a different time. Like there's probably younger people listening to this podcast. And now the cool thing is to stand out and look different. Hmm. Whereas when I was in high school, it was very cool cool to copy paste. It was very cool. Like where people got their style. It was very much like that. I, the popular girls wearing that I'm going to wear exactly the same thing. Yeah. Somebody wore this on Gossip Girl last week. I'm I'm going to recreate it. I'm (laughs) making that my outfit. Or even like, I remember it being like a big thing in friend groups that we would all have like the same dress in a different color. Or like the same sweater or whatever. Did you ever have a bump it? 
I didn't ever have a bump it, but I did do the bump. Okay. And, and that was my secondary question. Yeah. The bump had a fucking chokehold on people. It did. It really did. I mean, I never did like a really aggressive one, yeah. but I did do like the front little like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what a moment. <laughs> we should find some like awkward phase old pictures and put them on our Instagram. For sure. And okay. So then anyway, so I went through that phase and then that never felt like me. I definitely felt like I was like putting on a costume again because of the copy paste nature of fashion at that time. And you have to remember like, yes, I'm a dinosaur. This was before like TikTok and stuff where you could kind of like find new fashion elsewhere. Like we were very much in a chokehold with like what the popular people in our school were wearing. Yeah. And often for us, that was like, what were the girls, like the couple grades above us wearing? And it would kind of like trickle down or what you saw in advertisements. About economics. Yes. You know? <laughs> Where it wasn't like you could like there was like constantly different types of fashion on your feed like no. you know. It wasn't a thing. Um it was like what you saw in Cosmo yeah. or like the shows that were on like network television. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um so then anyways when I came out as I've mentioned on this podcast before like my first kind of like comfort space for being a queer woman was on tumblr and i think i just like doubled down on that copy paste vibe the cringe but with the tumblr aesthetic because again i never took a step back to be like honestly at that point i don't even think i had the concept of what personal style was i thought that everyone was doing what i was doing where it was just you find something that other people that you can perceive as cool or like who you want to be is wearing. And then you just replicate it. So like I had done that for so long with the girls in my high school. And then when I found Tumblr and started seeing like who was getting attention on that platform and like who was considered a hot lesbian or cool lesbian, I was just like, okay, I need to wear exactly that. And then I did that. But because again, it wasn't me. It just looked so, so like caricature Yeah. Like so like stereotyped. And not because the clothes themselves were that, but because it wasn't done in an authentic way. Yeah, it just looked you so try hard. Able to style it because oh, it wasn't your style. <laughs> it was so bad. And then yeah, and then now I think I'm definitely at a place where even I look at photos of myself like five years ago and I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I feel the exact same. I'm still waiting for my glow up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it aligned when I came out. I genuinely like, and I don't mean this in a conceited way. Yeah. I just think it's like kind of maybe nice for people to hear that are listening and always hear us joke about that I'm old and because I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely think I'm better looking right now than any other time in my life. Like, I think some people have that moment where they look back at like their youth and yeah. they're like, I was better looking then. And I think, especially for women, I don't know why I think like when you get to a certain age, you're like, I think it's that you're wearing what you want to wear and you know who you are. And it's like perceived that yes, way. You don't give a fuck anymore. You don't give a fuck. Which is like hot in itself. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. There's something about it. And even I look at photos and it's just like, I think it's that it's giving the energy of like try hard. I knew I wasn't comfortable in certain things, but I wore them anyways. I like was really looking for external validation all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, that person just doesn't seem as hot as I am. Like, 
I'm so hot right now that you like where where was this person? Before? I tend to agree though. I do think I'm in like maybe not like my hottest like few months, but um, <laughs> I feel like we're hitting like the hottest kind of like yearly stride. <laughs> I think you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is impressive considering the Our year that you've had. Yeah. Oh, oh, that too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my god, my contact is literally just like slurping and gurping around my eye. That is fucking disgusting. Uh huh. Um. For a second there, I thought that we were just talking about that for the whole episode. I forgot I'm supposed to read other questions. Oh, yeah. That was just one question. Timestampers, <laughs> question one ended around 12 minutes. Uh, someone said, this is a loaded question. How are you guys doing today? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Never fucking ask Don't us ever that again. <laughs> respond to any of our stories ever again. <laughs> Blocked. Blocked. <laughs> Blocked. Deleted. Banned. Yeah. Moving on. Timestampers. Question three starts in 13 minutes. <laughs> um, are there any local events for younger queer people? Um, yeah. If you're in the Vancouver area or can travel, there's an event you should search on Facebook called Soda Pop. And it's for people under 19 hence the name i think it's like the cutest name ever and it's a drag show and um there's no alcohol so it's um soda pop but then they also have like fun food trucks and they have a drag show but the thing that i really like about it is i think a lot of times there's like a gap between what 19 plus queers spaces are and then when they do something that's for underage it's like folks kids. it's like kids yeah. yeah it's like oh queer story time at the library or like we're gonna have this really like cheesy like picnic or like whatever and that's fine if you like that stuff but what i like about soda pop is it is all the picnic fans right now or they're like <laughs> getting their the pitchforks out fuck? canceled canceled <laughs> canceled <laughs> if you don't like a gay picnic then fuck you brie fuck you yeah this is gonna be your biggest cancellation yeah this is the straw <laughs> that broke the lesbians back <laughs> yeah the old lesbians back <laughs> It's been given out for a while. Um, what I like about Soda Pop is a lot of the performers are the exact same performers that perform at the 19 plus events. Yeah. And it is at the exact same location as the 19 oh, plus that's events. Nice. Yeah. So it is the Not same like down. bar club setup, the same lights, the same everything. Like you are literally in the same queer space that people like Sean and I go to on Friday and Saturday nights when it's 19 plus, but it is um, minors only and um, soda. Cute. So I think you should look that up because I think it looks like a lot of fun. And from what I've seen with pictures, it's more fun for that, like in between age range crowd, the picnic haters out there, (laughs) jokes aside, but like if you're, (laughs) if you're like, you know, 16 and you're like, okay, I'm over this like kids community club yeah but i am not of age fun place to go fun safe space <laughs> i also feel like that's probably decently common in other cities too yeah like i feel like if you just look something like that yeah. up, you might be able to find it also like a lot of times if you look up your local like community um what, what would you call it foundation youth yeah location and usually they'll have suggestions of events even if they're not events that they're putting on specifically totally. i also feel like look up probably your performers <laughs> like their oh, drag yeah. performers drag but also performers. like i'm pretty sure there's some performers in your city that you know wouldn't be doing like 
young events. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe don't look there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You There's know? some for sure. There's one that I'm situations. like, you will never be around minors because you are literally like having sex on stage. So, <laughs> so not those performers. Not those ones. <laughs> okay. What the hell is this question? Okay. Um, what tarot card do you most identify with? Do you know the tarot cards? Not like specifically. I don't either, so I can't I know there's the it. cops. I know there's um, the pentacles. Okay. Do you identify with one the most? I do love a pentacle. I mean, I think the one <laughs> I identify with most is like death. <laughs> it's just always the chicest card. The drama that card brings. The drama. Also. Like the fact that anybody is like, oh my God, any card it gets great. And then they're like, well, what about death? I love that. And then they always have to like talk back from it. It's, it's not like, it's death just, of yeah. you. It's death of a situation, <laughs> yeah. a relationship. I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> You're like, for me, it's death. Yeah, it's death. So I think death because I just love the drama. You know what my toxic trait is? Well, one of many. Um, I've recently, (laughs) (laughs) I've recently enjoyed watching like tarot card readings on TikTok or on YouTube. Like they'll just come up or whatever. And I I find them relaxing. I'll play them in the background. As soon as it's taking a turn, I don't like, I just click off of it and go to another one. Oh yeah. Well, that's how it works. So it's like a choose your own adventure of tarot. Exactly. And I just like, I'm not there for that energy. So when they're like, I feel like you'd have some growing to do this year. I'm like, disgusting. Goodbye. Um, next. And then I go to the next one. They're like, you are on the right path. Incredible job. Everyone loves you. And I'm like, but next. Yeah. Next. Moving on. (laughs) Death card shows up. You're you're a butt. No, no, no. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's how it works. Right. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, can you ever truly get over unrequited love? Yes. Hmm. That's healthy of you. You don't think you can? You're saying that every single person in your life that you've had unrequited love for, you're not over? Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of who, I don't think I've, I think one person I've had unrequited love for. And are you over them? I wouldn't say like there's different layers of over. Like, but I'm, are you over them? <laughs> like I'm over them, but yeah, I'm also like answer. I'm not over the fact that they didn't love me back. Yeah, but you're over them. I feel like even if there's layers to it, you will. Eventually I think that's hit the thing. One of the layers. I think that's the thing. It's the layered thing. It's like I absolutely think you can get over it in a romantic sense, but I think there will always be some like shadow of what if or unfinished the person that i'm thinking of by the way was when i was like 13 uh, i imagined yeah. so <laughs> it's like it's not anything that was is that deep but i think that like the inner child in me if you will will always like wonder why that person didn't like me back maybe it has more like significance because you were young yeah and there you're was figuring probably more out. weight on it and mm-hmm. all that but as like a realistic adult there's been people <laughs> that i've adult. <laughs> that yeah. i've had like unrequited love yeah. for and now i kind of look back and like it's almost comical like you just like i agree with that you change mm-hmm. so much they change like your life like, changes mm-hmm. it's just you'll look back on it and be like oh yeah i'm Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll never get over it. I feel like I also like in my life confuse fixations with love a lot before I knew what love was. Yeah. So like, I think when you're able to separate that, because I don't know if you can really have true love without someone giving you the capacity to know them enough to like love them truly. True. So like if it's truly unrequited and in their 
side of things it's totally platonic like um, my opinion is is there might be some confusion there with like here we go putting them on a pedestal oh fuck off i thought you were gonna say it on i thought you were gonna say it right on purpose and i was like so proud of you no but nope no proudness is gone i'm committing to the craft um and yeah i just you know what i mean like you're just you're fixating on it's not actual love you don't really yeah you didn't get the full potential of what the love could be and like the chase of them and the what if of them and and the like wondering had Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't be unrequited because most people are horribly annoying. That is so true. So if you had that's found out point. everything about them. Oh, God. It's it terrible. <laughs> it's so over. Wow. That's really romantic, Sean. Thank You're you welcome. for sharing that positive thought. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the pizza's the pizza. here. <laughs> um, Hey Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. I think we've answered this before. We'll, we'll do it again just in case there's a new <laughs> recent one. What is your go-to out on the town drink? Like if oh, you're we like haven't answered this out. before. We haven't? No. Okay. Um, well, there's different layers to this as well. Oh, God. Okay. You um, can never do anything simply here. Absolutely not. <laughs> What's yours? You can do it simply, I guess, then. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a fucking threat. You said it's going to be simple. <laughs> oh, my God. You make it simple, Brie. <laughs> I like an easy drinking beer, like a Stella or a Heineken. Yeah. That's because if you drink anything else, you get viciously hungover. <laughs> yes. But if I'm going to, like, a nice outing, then I'll get like a whiskey sour and then maybe finish with like an espresso martini. Oh, fuck me up. Mm-hmm. I will literally do dirty <laughs> things for an espresso martini. At I all love times. espresso martinis. Um, usually if I'm getting like a highball mm-hmm. or like a, what's it? It's called different things in different places. Bar rail. A bar rail. Yeah, it's like on the bar rail. I think I've that's never like, heard I think that. It's like Alberta or something. Highball for people listening is a liquor, like a shot or two shots or three shots, whatever. Single, triple, double. that comes out of a gun. gun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Soda pop. Soda pop. Um, Also, we call it pop here. You call it pop, right? You're not a psycho that calls it soda. No, I say pop. Okay, yeah. The right way. 
Uh, I like a whiskey ginger. Mm-hmm. I like anything whiskey, really. Uh, uh, if I think that it's going to make a difference in my night, yeah. I sometimes will just drink vodka sodas. Yeah. Um, and then if I can't I'm go feeling there. incredibly chaotic, which is probably mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow when we go out, I'm probably excited. like vodka Red Bulls because I'm literally yeah. going in with violence on the mind. <laughs> I'm very excited for tomorrow night. Yeah. Not necessarily for the violence, but maybe. We'll see. I'm not not excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Someone asked, what's the age gap between the two of us? 11 years <laughs> visually or Sean <laughs> 11 years what is our age gap two years two years hmm. two and a bit oh fuck off with the bit or is it one and a bit there is a bit there's a bit yeah there's I don't a, know which way the bit I don't goes. know which way the bit <laughs> where's the bit there's a bit somewhere show me here. the bit <laughs> yeah I would say two years, though. Yeah, it's two it's, years. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we've answered this before. I want kids. Do you want kids? No. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite sandwich? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good, great What's question. What's your favorite sandwich? Hmm. You're like, it's tough. The fish bonanza. <laughs> I do. I, the other day, I had a, a deep fried oyster sandwich. So, what so the fucking fuck? good. Well, a lot of people would refer to it as an oyster po' boy, but it wasn't technically a po' boy because, oh, maybe it was technically a po' boy, but it wasn't like a po' boy bun. It was on like a hamburger, like brioche bun. But then it was like two deep fried oysters inside with uh, tartar sauce. It was so fucking good. That's, Delicious. That's a lot. It was so yummy. So is that your favorite? No. Okay. My favorite sandwich is... The filet of fish <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sandwich is a sandwich that I make at home by myself. And this is what it is. It's a Portuguese bun. Okay. Okay. It has to be a Portuguese bun. Are those the really soft ones? Or are those yeah, the triangular they're just, ones? They're soft. Okay. And they're kind of like, the like this. on top? Yes. Hmm. Um, and then inside I put regular mustard... Dijon mustard and grainy mustard. I do three mustards. Yes, because I love a mustard. Um, thicker with the grainy. I like full coverage on one side, (laughs) and then the Dijon and the other one is like on the other side. More of a (laughs) (laughs) sheer, more of a sheer coat. Yeah, (laughs) and then then I do uh, sliced cucumbers. Okay, and then I do sprouts. I love a sprout in a sandwich. Love sprouts. I do um, lettuce, but it has to be the like iceberg, like crunchy, crisp lettuce. Okay. With like no nutritional value. No. And then I do avocado. Mm-hmm. If it's like I've got a fresh enough avocado. If it's not, it's not the same sandwich. I'll do it, but it's just not the quite the same. Okay. Um, hot sauce, salt and pepper. I do one layer of hot calabrese salami and then I do one layer of just like a more basic like Genoa salami or prosciutto salami and it's the best fucking thing you'll ever put in your mouth. Interesting. My sandwich, I don't necessarily know if I have like a favorite sandwich. I do love a chickpea salad sandwich. Very good. What? I've never had one of those. Like an egg salad sandwich, but it's like with chickpeas. Oh. It's really good. But my favorite sandwich recently has also been a sandwich that I make at home okay 
which is multi-grain bread. Okay. But it got to be like long bread. I'm not making any like small sandwiches. Oh, no, like, It no, needs no, to be no, a no. long piece. I usually make two of the Portuguese See, buns. Like, if I'm doing it, I'm yeah, going to make but two. I, I like the aesthetic of like one longer sandwich. So I like a long, <laughs> <laughs> long bread, multi-grain. Okay. Um, toasted. Okay. Always. Yeah. Got to be toasted. Yeah. Um, but not too I toasted. I don't toast mine. See, I disagree. No, it's got to be toast. toasted. Um, toasted, but like not just golden brown. <laughs> Isn't this thrilling content? Um, vegan mayo. The person is wishing they'd ever asked. Hummus. Yeah. Tomato, avocado, mm-hmm. sprouts. And yeah. then I get smoked tofu and cut it like really like oh, paper thin nice. and then like fry it like it's bacon. And then I put that. Oh my God. Yeah. So I forgot what uh, in mine. I also put Swiss cheese. Oh, I think. Yeah. Everybody was waiting on that. <laughs> I like just any fucking veggie veggie sandwich. Like when I'm at a restaurant, they have a sandwich that's just like a thousand vegetables. Oh, it's that's, so good. Because you know what is a big part of sandwiches for me is just the crunch, like and the like, like the stackables. Mm. I love oh. a sandwich that you get that's thick. You have to like dislocate your jaw. Yeah, to deep you have throat to warm it. it. <laughs> well, Sean yeah, doesn't have to. Like, have to. W- yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> He just breathes in. Just throat just going flows in. right yeah. back. Um, I just got an audition request. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Congratu- do people listening know that I do acting? Yeah. People listening. Do they? Once again, it's that thing that you are shocked that people know things about you. You literally talk about your I know. entire life on here. I know. I said that to Sean the other day. Where were we when I said that? Uh, I don't know. I was like, oh, it's so crazy because someone came up to me and they were like talking to me about this. And he was like, well, yeah, we talk about that on the podcast all the time. And I'm like, I forget that. I forget yeah, that people I... know these things about mm-hmm. me. Honestly, I think part of the reason that I've lasted so long creating content on the internet is Amnesia. because of the delusion that I don't re- understand that people actually hear what I'm saying. For sure. And the amnesia that you can like tell a story more than once. Over and over and, and over it's again. it's new to you. <laughs> it's fresh. It's yeah. fresh and new. Like, wow. I just killed it with a brand new story. <laughs> I'm like, have you guys ever heard about the fact that I'm a lesbian? Yeah, have you ever heard my coming out? So <laughs> you ever heard of YouTube, right? <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that I'm on Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thrilling life. You You're learned. welcome, everybody. <laughs> Just wait till the book drops. Just a repetition of the same story every wait. chapter. <laughs> yeah. Multiple same stories in the same book. <laughs> but just like slight variations. <laughs> oh my god uh do you watch the ultimatum if so who is your favorite least fave oh i don't so i did watch the ultimatum Mm -hmm. um this is gonna be incredibly boring for anybody that is not watching the ultimatum yeah um a lot of them sucked most of them sucked i would say my favorite was um randall i feel like he was like very level-headed and um made the most sense through everything the rest i think were actually psychos i also did like april because she was a psycho but she knew it see that i respect at least know it at least she was a chaos agent Mm -hmm. but she was calling people out on their shit which i loved and you're like you know what if as long as you understand who you are that that's okay i get it yeah um okay what I think I know your answer to this. Okay. I'm going to guess it. I'll tell you if I got it right. What's your fave example of terrible LGBTQ plus representation in media? You know my answer? I think I know your answer. Um, I know my answer and I think it's going to be the same as yours, but we'll see. Okay. What? I don't even know my answer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just say it. Okay. I was going to say Glee. 
Oh, no. There's so much worse than Glee, honestly. Really? Yeah. Like Glee, what? honestly. Well, like L, the original L word that's like transphobic and like. Yeah. And Glee, honestly, was bad, but their queer storylines weren't actually the worst. For the time, it was good. Yeah. For the time, it was really good. And, and like, you know what? For, even th- for now, it's pretty good. I actually think like Santana's was yeah, like pretty good. I agree. So, honestly. Glee is so problematic, but I would say that is maybe one of the lesser, still problematic, um, journeys they went on. That's true. Like queer storytelling. I just can't unsee the like professor guy. What's his name? Professor guy. What's his name? Um, Mr. Shootster or whatever. <laughs> He's the biggest fucking creep on that show. Absolutely. But that had what nothing is to do happening? With the case. No, I know, but it's just like I every once in a while it comes up. I just saw someone do a TikTok with the um, three cheerleaders are singing a song yeah. and like performing it for him in their like cheerleader outfits. Yeah. And I'm like, sue him. No, for like, sure. This is fucking psycho. Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. I just <laughs> had a stroke. Um, yeah, I would say the L word is probably the yeah. worst. And I don't mean it in any other way except for it's an awful show. <laughs> yeah. The representation could be okay. Yeah. Um, just such a bad show <laughs> yeah yeah how do you deal when you and your partner have different love languages um i broke up um i broke up <laughs> That actually had nothing to do with it, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was. It was. It gave me a good little little laugh there. Yeah. Um, I don't so there's your answer, folks. <laughs> yeah. Just break up. Just break up. I don't know. I'm at a weird stage in my <laughs> current psyche yeah. that I can't give like real advice on relationship yeah. things right now. Because Everything I'm has like, to be funny. Just break up. <laughs> no, like I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Just fucking break up. Love language. Who cares? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly people would probably do a lot better in life if that was like a bit more of their energy yeah like i know it's impossible to do because you have to excuse yourself from the own emotions within it but like there's so many people that probably should just break just up. break up for just sure break up. yeah so if the love language is anything different than yeah. your own that's an immediate break well in my case <laughs> i get the special privilege of dating an absolute princess who when i've multiple times asked she her to establish and not all of them like any will do no, she wants like she can't pick because she can't, she, it's she needs all, of, all them. of them. Yeah, like it's not like oh I like all of those so like any of those things will be greatly appreciated. She's like no I, like you need to do all those. No, things. that's one of my favorite things about her. And I'm like and and she just owns it. And I'm like okay she, all of them. And guess what I do? Give her all of them. all of them. Yeah, because she's a princess and I love her. Um, what I is. would say realistically, you should probably like talk about it and be mm-hmm. rational about. Uh, it's hard because when that is your love language or that's yeah. how you um, accept love or give love, mm-hmm. when somebody's not doing the same, it can be frustrating. So totally. I think you do need to um, speak about it and be like open and honest about how you guys accept love and give love. <gasps> I just thought of a really good just idea. just break up. Uh-huh. I just thought- <laughs> Better than that idea? <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. I thought of a really cheesy idea. Okay. But I don't care that it's cheesy because I love this idea. Here's what you should do with your partner. You and your partner should both take 20 little pieces of paper and you write 20 things that you 
would like as a as for your love language. Oh, and, and then, then you give that jar out. to your partner. Because I think a lot of times the hard thing about love languages is that it's easy for you to think of ideas because that's what you would like to receive. Totally. So you don't understand when that's someone else is not their love language. It's not necessarily that they don't want to do those things, but it's like, they don't even know where to start because they don't care about those things or like it's just hard to like imagine what those things would be or sound like or whatever. So like if you made a little jar and it was like, for example, like acts of service and it's like, Oh, like if you surprise me by folding like my laundry or like if you, it's like, just a list of chores. <laughs> or like if you like, um, you know, what's an act, fucking act of service. Oh, you drove me to my friend's house. Right. It helped help me out by being my DD or like whatever. And you just like wrote those things in a little jar and then your partner did the same and you swapped. And then like once a week you pull it out. And then during that week you have to like Good do for that a week. thing. And then after that you break up 20 weeks and then you break 20 up. Weeks, it's called the 20 weeks to break up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pre-make the jars with different love languages and sell them so people don't even have to think of it. And on the outside, it will say 20 weeks to break. <laughs> Countdown's on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You are just a ball of cheer. I usually am always a ball of cheer, but this this month especially cheerful. Okay. Do you ever wish you'd named the podcast differently? Uh, <laughs> a block. Report harassment. <laughs> um, <laughs> you? No. Okay. Here's my thing. Oh. I no no. Hear hear me out. Hear me out before you get so fucking stressed. Oh my god, Sean. To be fair, you're on edge of life. Yeah. With, like bad news. I'm like we're gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name of our podcast. Yeah. To me, it like is the perfect fit, and I've like always really enjoyed it. The marketing side of me sees the downside of not having an obvious LGBTQ plus thing in the handle because if I was just scrolling iTunes or Spotify or something like that, which is why we count on all of you to share us, follow, subscribe, send us your friends, share us on your stories, share, share with share. Exactly. Um, we might it might be less obvious yeah and i can queer explain and that was like part of our thing we were like everyone else does rainbows everyone else does everything like let's do yellow let's make it i can explain because like a part of our thing from the jump was like we didn't want to just be like this is a podcast just for gay people to listen to we want people that want to learn more about the lgbtq plus community we also want want to normalize we want terrible people to listen to us (laughs) we want homophobes to come in swinging um (laughs) no but also we want like people that like potentially like are questioning to be able to like dip their toe in so like it was a big like we thought about that yeah. like it was a it was a choice um but obviously there's certain times where i'm like the easier choice marketing wise would have been a would big be like, fat on a sofa literally <laughs> yeah literally two two gays one sofa big rainbow above our heads yeah you know so i'm pretty sure that might be a podcast out there i'm sorry <laughs> if we just shaded you <laughs> someone out there's uh, like fuck you wow. yeah. <laughs> but like for like for example and there's nothing wrong with it ash gavs i've guessed it on her podcast i think like four or five times now we're, uh, having, we're having gay, gay sex. sex that's pretty obvious uh, you know what you're getting like if i'm sex, scrolling itunes i'm like oh gays gay. i like hearing about that sex that sounds fun and interesting like it's it's marketing itself within its name yeah. so whereas like ours it can be a whole slew of things we could be scientists for all you know <laughs> 
could you imagine the people that might click on our podcast thinking, thinking. that we're going to like explain things like actually like, I can explain in the episodes called anxiety and they're like <gasps> I would love to hear from these the two certified therapists <laughs> the explanation of, like, of why I'm anxious anxiety and we're just like we've cried for the last <laughs> 27 years because <laughs> we're gay <laughs> And that is yeah i can explain um besides the marketing part of it mm-hmm. i like it but i also think it doesn't matter honestly yeah like besides the marketing aspect of it but i also don't really think that we're getting a ton of like natural <laughs> natural clicks anyways, yes yeah, yeah you know so a lot of it is word of mouth thanks to you guys yeah. and also like people finding us on tiktok at i can explain podcast and from my social But I also media. don't think a lot of people just peruse like the charts looking for like names that they relate to in all honesty. That's true. That's true. So besides that, I honestly, it's like name it fucking whatever. <laughs> and people are doing okay job finding us. I mean, the other day I just sent Sean an article. We were on Prep Health. Prep Health. Australia. We were one, and Prep we were, Health Australia. And we were number one. We were number one. For their top six suggested LGBTQ plus podcast. Yeah. And I said, Sean, baby, we've made it. We, we were on Prep Health Australia. <laughs> is that not... No, iconic. Iconic. <laughs> yeah. It is so iconic. So, they weren't wrong. And they were not wrong. No. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I... Can, can Prep sponsors... <laughs> I don't know. I w- if they can, please. Absolutely. Slide on in. Protected. <laughs> That's the point. I'm just coming. Oh yeah, well, but you're protected while being unprotected. Yeah, exactly. But I think you're still supposed to wear a condom for like the clap and things. <laughs> <laughs> she said no. <laughs> Are you supposed to still wear a condom for like Three, the clap no one's wearing condoms? Listen to nothing Sean says. Sean is chaos. For the last three years, I'm the one that you've had to be like, shut the fuck up. And I now have to take on your role. Realistically, you are chaos. I think safe sex is not really a thing in the gay community. I'm that's I'm not saying that as a positive. Yeah. I'm saying I don't think anyone wears condoms anymore. Which I think you should say. (laughs) I'm I'm that is I'm not saying first of all, I think you should always have safe sex i just think that it's like almost like because of prep and everything yeah. i think it's like incredibly rare rare now. you're saying the actual realistic fact yeah i'm not, not saying i'm not promoting choice. it but <laughs> well prep health is now exactly out the window so with our us. sponsor Pre- <laughs> you've ruined it no you're telling everyone to break up you're telling everyone to have unprotected sex <laughs> what the fuck listen a chaos agent. Oh my god! I, literally, I now I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. I now understand what it's it feels. Haunting, it's it? really scary <laughs> yeah. to be with someone so just unpredictable. Behind those eyes. <laughs> well, on that note, we're leaving you with a lot of great tangible tips. If I see a single couple, I thought you were going to say, just... "If I see a single condom, I see a condom." <laughs> no, everybody have safe sex. <laughs> You're going to get the clap, especially because that's the herbs, that's the, the issue, gonorrhea that's the issue, though, is because I'm being honest here. I know. I, think be- I know. I think because everybody's like, oh, you can't get HIV <sighs> because of prep. There's a lot less condom play happening. Yeah. But now they're like Vancouver literally had like super gonorrhea. Oh, yeah. So there was a point that like I think like 80 percent of Whistler, the town was Whistler, chlamydia. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm serious. Dead serious. There was like a epidemic over there. Yeah. 
So, um, have safe sex. And like the clap's an easy one to get rid of. Some of them not so easy. Really? The, yeah. With the clap? No, with the clap. Oh, but the other but, ones, yeah. other ones. Like that's the thing. You're you don't. You're lucky if you get the clap. Yeah. It's like the cl- <laughs> count your blessings if it's just the clap. <laughs> Welcome the clap Keep in. Clapping, baby. <laughs> we need to get out of here. All right, wherever you're listening, please follow, subscribe. And have protected sex. And until next time, we will see see you around around the the neighborhood. Please break up. (laughs) Oh, my God.